Hey buddy, what's up? Knight here, bringing you some interesting different things today. I'm bringing you the first edition of Tide Talk Tech, where I'm going to be talking all things tech. Some of this might be going over your head. For those of you that it doesn't, you're going to nerd out, and I'm hopefully going to be able to bring some streamer context to it at the end. So sit tight, relax, and, you know, grab your inner nerd and let's go. So essentially what's happened in this past week, it's actually ongoing right now, is Computex 2019. It's one of the bigger tech shows of the year. Uh, essentially, AMD and Intel both have a keynote, and those are the two things that I'm going to focus on right now. Uh, AMD has been, this has been, everybody in the tech industry has been kind of like waited, uh, waiting with bated breath on what AMD is going to do next with its Zen 2 architecture. So um, that's, that's AK Zen 2, AK Ryzen 3000 line of processors. And this is now the third, again, third gen, basically third gen Ryzen. How do I put this so that it's easier to say? We're just going to call it third gen Ryzen. So third gen Ryzen, because there's been a lot of leaks and a lot of claims about what's been going on with it. And we finally get to hear from AMD about it. So AMD basically came out and, and said some pretty crazy things. So over Ryzen second gen, they had a 15% increase to uh, IPC or instructions per clock, which basically means for every, you know, every action that it's doing, it's doing it 15% more <laughs> per action than it was uh than it was before which is pretty nuts um it they've they've increased the the memory cache on all of their Ryzen third gen chips and they've increased frequencies and lowered TDP aka power consumption so lots of really cool stuff now that's nothing new everybody kind of does that with each generation but the the length at which AMD has gone to be able to really push innovation forward uh, and to really focus on making Ryzen probably the most competitive, if not very soon, going to be the leading uh, kind of prevailing architecture within the CPU space is a pretty exciting thing because they haven't been leading in that department since the early 2000s. It's really been Intel's game for the past decade plus um, with with all their Core i series of processors. Uh, AMD's just really had fallen behind in terms of overall power and efficacy and all that kind of good stuff. I mean, their FX line of processors was some that I used and they just weren't that great. So Ryzen 3000, you know, better processing power, more cache so we can hold more internal memory uh, and be able to process things faster. Uh, some, some serious uh, improvements in gaming because of that from what they claim. Again, this is all stuff that they've claimed. We haven't seen things in action outside of some uh, benchmarks that they showed and some demos that they showed of which I'm not going to get into because until there's third party testing on what these things can do, it's really all just like, Ooh, ah, right now it's not, not anything we can really say. All right, this has been confirmed. This is what this does. It's still exciting though. Uh, and they basically announced their whole, uh, well, not their whole, but a, a few products in their line. So they unveiled the next gen of Ryzen five and Ryzen seven, so you have a Ryzen 5 3600 and 3600X, which are a six core 12 thread part, really good, solid, uh, you know, kind of, I would say like the, the base that you would want to go for from a streaming setup would probably have one of these in it. If you're looking for a more affordable way to get into content creation, like that's the home, that's the home CPU for you. Uh, basically base frequency, uh, on, on them is 3.6 gigahertz or 3.8 gigahertz on the X and a boost of 4.2 gigahertz or 4.4 gigahertz on uh, the X. Both have 32 megabytes of cache, which is awesome. Um, and, and they are a 65 watt part for the 3600 and a 95 watt part for the 3600X. 
at really competitive prices. So you've got $199 for the Ryzen 5, $250 for the 3600X. Essentially, what you're paying for with there, if you guys don't understand how Ryzen works, is all the Ryzen parts are unlocked, meaning you can overclock them. Uh, essentially, the histor history has been if you buy a 3600, you can overclock it to get to 36X performance or damn near close to it. So a lot of people tend to err on the side of caution, but those of you that aren't comfortable with overclocking, that that extra out-of-the-box power is there for you so you don't have to worry about doing that and you understand that everything is safe and and you know what to expect out of your processor. So then they kind of changed things up a little bit when they got to the Ryzen 7 line. Uh, they used to do the same thing where, again, I have the R7 1700, then there's the 1700X, the 2700, 2700X. Now they have just the 3700X, which is an 8-core, 16-thread part with a 3.6 base, a 4.4 gigahertz boost. Again, 32 megabytes of cache at 65 watts. Holy shnikes at 329 bucks. So that's that's a crap ton of power in a, in a tiny package for 329. That's that's really good, in my opinion. That's a super competitive price, especially even over a, a base Ryzen when it launched. Uh, then you have the 3800X, which is also an eight-core, 16-thread part with a base frequency of 3.9 gigahertz, a boost of 4.5 gigahertz. Again, 32 megabytes of cache at 105 watts, which is not terrible for 400 bucks. So that's kind of like your top of the line, eight core, 16 thread part right now is that 3800X. And then they unveiled a new line in the Ryzen. So for the first time, we're gonna have Ryzen 9, which I feel like is trying to phase out Threadripper for a reason I can get to later, but they're trying to phase out Threadripper, which was 12 and 16 core variants um, of, of their consumer line CPU, but it used a different motherboard. It used a different socket. It was super powerful uh, and more expensive, but still within the realm of, of affordable for a lot of people. But so they, they now have a 12, they've announced the Ryzen 3900X, which is a 12 core, 24 thread beast with a 3.8 boot, uh, base frequency, 4.6 boost frequency, six megabytes of L2 cache and 64 megabytes of L3 cache. That's lots and lots and lots of, of cash uh, at also 105 watts for 500 bucks. And right now, that is the, the top of the line Ryzen that they're offering. It is rumored and pretty much confirmed that there is a 16 core 32 thread part out there, which would be the ultimate consumer replacement of Threadripper, but there's no price on it. You have to assume that it's going to be more. I'm guessing that's going to be in the 550 to $600 range, if not maybe a little bit more, depending on what that is, but AMD is supposed to have another show or another announcement around June 10th for E3. I'm assuming that's where they're going to unveil more of this stuff and then also unveil more about Navi, which is their new GPU architecture. They didn't get into too much, so I'm not going to get into it too much. Uh, but let's talk about what Intel came, came to bat with, shall we? Now, Intel had a very different strategy coming into this Computex. Apparently, they, they were not more focused on the CPU side. They were more focused on mobile and more of the things that they can do in mobile. So in terms of CPUs, the only thing they really announced outside of, again, a mobile line of CPUs was the Intel i9-9900KS, which is a special edition 9900K. Uh, it is an eight core, 16 thread part that has a four gigahertz base frequency and a five gigahertz boost frequency across all cores. 
We don't know what the power draw is, we don't know what the price is, but they announced it. The significance of this over the 9900K, which is also an 8-core 16-thread part that exists today, is that it's a 3.6 gigahertz base, a 4.7 gigahertz boost clock that's currently right around the $485 range. So, I guess it's significant in the fact that they're they're going to give you that out of the box boost of five gigahertz um, for for that additional price of what we don't know yet. But when you look at it, those ninety nine hundred Ks to begin with, I'm those in the overclocking community know that you can get those 9900Ks to 5 gigahertz across all cores fairly easily. So the fact that they're releasing this new thing, it feels more gimmicky to be able to kind of steal some thunder away and say, hey, we have 5 gigahertz across all cores. What do you got? And the reason that's significant is because whenever you see boost clocks for things, a lot of time that's not boost across all cores. That's boost on like one or two cores for various activities. And, and so your, your base performance is really what you want to hang your hat on. And the boost is, is kind of there at some points unless you want to overclock and you really have the thermal capacity to do that. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting prospect, but they came out of the gate with something. But it really feels like Intel is, is falling behind. Um, Intel's had problems getting their 10 nanometer architecture going. Um, AMD's already on seven nanometer in full production. It seems like AMD's just going to keep on steamrolling and doing things. I mean, the gains that we saw in the instruction per clock alone, the 15% gains means that they're really honing in this architecture. Um, they're, they've done some really good things with infinity fabric and chiplets and, and all of these things to their process to really help propel them forward. And I feel like we might be seeing a shift of power from where Intel has been this, this leader in the space for super long. AMD's coming in hot saying, you know what? I think it's time to take, take our place back again as, as either, you know, the, the ruler of this kingdom or at least another solid competitor. And more than anything, what I want to see come out of this is not one win or the other. It's always the best thing for there to be competition so we can push everything forward. And that's what I hope we finally start to see. I mean, when you look at just price disparity alone, right? You're talking $485 for a 9900K. So an eight core, 16 thread part. Thank you, Windows Alerts. I appreciate you. A, a you know, a, a 12 core, 24 thread, uh, 3900X, which was just announced, right? That has a 3.8 gigahertz uh, base frequency, 105 watt TDP at $500. And then you look at the 9900KS, which has got four less cores, eight less threads. It's only at a four gigahertz base. So it's, it's only a little bit faster than what that Ryzen part is. And sure, it's got the five gigahertz boost across all cores, but you have to assume it's going to be marginally more expensive than what that 12 core part is. I mean, you're already talking at 485 bucks for the 9900K. Let's just, for posterity's sake, say they just add another, you know, 50 to 100 bucks. Well, you're putting it at least 40, 35, 40 bucks ahead of the Ryzen. And at that point, would you rather have four more cords and eight more threads, which was a decent chunk of power, especially when productivity applications are using more multi-threaded processing or would you rather just have that raw that raw clock speed which is not to shake a stick at but would you what would you rather do i think a lot of us would rather have that extra 
multi-threaded capacity, especially if the instructions per clock that AMD claims they've made actually holds up to be that, because it's it's gonna it's gonna make that five gigahertz, you know, boost across all cores. I don't want to say largely insignificant, but it's make it a lot less significant than it would have been two three years ago. So lots to think about. So night, that's great. You just shot tech into my eardrums for the past 10 minutes. Why does this matter to me? Well, it depends on who you are. If you're a brand new spanking content creator and you're like, Hey, I'm just trying to get in on this. None of this should probably mean anything to you unless you've got lots of money and you're willing to invest it because you should start streaming small and we can have a different conversation about that. For those of you though, that have established communities and you're in this for the long haul, you need an upgrade because it's been a while since you had something, or maybe you got into, you know, your PC was built on an i7 7700K, which was a beast, or even a 6700K, which was a beast when it came out. And you're feeling that pressure now that says, I can't quite do what I want to be able to do anymore. Games take more power. Encoding takes more power. And even if you're using NVENC to encode, you know, on or, or your GPU to encode, there's still that CPU, you're feeling that CPU fatigue and you want to be able to do more. Well, now seems like a really good time where you got some options to be able to do so. I mean, I'm, I built mine with an R7 1700, so the first gen Ryzen, and I, I'm fine, but I'm still planning on doing an upgrade soon just because I feel like there's so much more power available to be able to take advantage of by a lot of these applications, especially with video editing and things like that. So it means that if you're looking to upgrade your PC or you're looking to build a new PC and, you, and, and you're someone from a content creation perspective that needs that horsepower, now's a great time to look into this stuff and, and let it breathe. So these things are going to release July 7th is when AMD's is releasing. I'm not sure when the Intel Core i9 is, but it means that, that we are now going to have more than ever platforms that can accommodate a couple things. One, better levels of productivity, right? Being able to do more faster. You want to encode a video. You want to render a video. You want to be able to encode your stream, all that kind of stuff so much more easy to do with more horsepower, right? More cores, more threads, higher speeds, yay. There has been this longstanding, I say longstanding because I guess it has been, but this understanding that you should have a two PC setup if you really want to make the, the crispest content that you can because you're taking, you know, de you're dedicating loads to two different machines. And now more than ever, it's turning that into you can have one machine that does it all because back when you're talking about two PC setups, you're talking about people that were at an i7 6700K or an i7 7700 where you got four cores and eight threads. Well, frick, my Ryzen has double that already. And next, this third gen Ryzen is going to have an even better form of that, you know, two years iterated on that. And if you use things like CPU affinity to separate your gaming performance from your encoding performance, or you use things like NVENC, which completely offload that to your CPU, you really can do it all in one, in one fell swoop in one machine. So instead of having to spend, you know, a boatload on a, a massive, awesome gaming rig that gets you the crispest graphics, and then maybe another 500, 600 bucks at, at most on like a little encoding rig, you might be able to just invest that in one now. That's super exciting stuff. I mean, I've been chasing that dream for a long time. I don't want to have a two PC setup. It's kind of messy. There's a lot you have to do with audio. 
there's just there's difficulties there. You know, more points of failure. Whereas you have one machine, you can troubleshoot that one machine. You understand its capabilities and it's better. So I think we're on the I think we're on the time where we can finally say we can do it all with one machine and not feel like we're we're compromising. So that whole no compromise experience is is closer than ever. And that's really exciting. But that is what's gonna do it for us for today. That is my Tide Talk Tech around Computex with regards to CPUs. If there's more cool stuff from Computex, I'm definitely going to be covering that. And I'm going to continue to cover all this good, good. And we're going to continue to make more content around this stuff. But that's it for me. I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.